Hello, hello. Hope you are well. Welcome back to the Expert Edge. It's a beautiful day here in Newport. I just had lunch with my wife up at a local uh, beautiful salad place uh, down in Newport. And it's just a stunning, stunning day wherever you are. Hope you're doing well. Uh, the topic of today is all about visibility. And I'm not going to lie. I just finished recording this episode and it is flipping good. Like, so good. This is like a masterclass on overcoming the fear of visibility. And if you've felt any resistance around growing your coaching business, growing your course creation business, and felt those resistances in you of not wanting to put yourself out there, today could be the day that your life changes. We go through the four fears, the four universal fears that stop us growing in our visibility, and then the four fixes of how to overcome those fears so that you can step into all that you know you have felt called to. And if you find this useful, uh, please leave a review. Let us know down below. Send me a screenshot of it on Instagram and I'll do, I'll do you a gift, which will be a, a course that I normally sell for $197. I'll send it to you for free uh, if you are kind enough and you, if you find this valuable. Um, yeah, leave a review. It'd be a, it'd be a blessing. So hope you're well. Um, and by the way, I want to say the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic on visibility is because last week I was on the Gold Digger podcast with um, Jenna Kutcher. Now that has millions, like millions and millions of downloads per month. She has millions of followers. So there's a very large exposure for me in terms of visibility, right? I went from, from I think on Instagram, I've got like 20,000 followers, which is, you know, it's fine. It's, it just is 20,000 followers, right? And then I did a Facebook Live or a, a live with her, which, which was a million followers. And so this, this idea of visibility came up for me and I thought it's so relevant for everyone as they're growing in their business. And um, I wanted to share with you how, how I continue to overcome that fear of visibility and continue to push and grow my business and my exposure and uh, to help more people to grow. So let's get into it. The fear, overcoming the fear of visibility. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So let's talk about visibility. Uh, visibility, I think, is such a big, fascinating topic because at the core of visibility is your psychology, it's your ego, it's the things that mentally stop you going to the next level. And if I gotta be frank, uh, growing your expert business, especially if you want to grow it to a level that is you know, a million dollars and above, it, you're gonna have to face your fear of visibility. And so I wanna share with you four ideas around how to overcome the four fears of visibility. And I know for me, as my business has grown, I remember the first time I ran Facebook ads. And up until that point, you know, I'd had fairly positive comments on my posts and my content and so forth. And I remember doing the first time running Facebook ads and, and starting to see these like negative comments come in. 
Uh, and more and more as I've, as you know, we spend more on Facebook ads on it for us, you know, we'll do a fairly significant budget on Facebook ads when we run a big promotion or something like that. And I've got to be frank, I've got to be frank. There are crazy people out there. <laughs> Don't you think? They're like, there are crazy people out there. Uh, it's so fascinating. So, I mean, statistically, right, th there's going to be at least three or four crazy people in every hundred hundred people, right? That's just that's just statistically. Now, I know that you as a listener, because you're a listener to the Expert Edge, you're not crazy. I'm talking about those other people, right? <laughs> there's always like, there's always someone who's who's a little bit crazy out there and they'll write a crazy comment or they'll write some sort of negative comment. It's fascinating because I know for me, uh, I have literally never written a negative comment on someone's ads, on someone's content, uh, etc. And the reason why I've never written that, even though at times I might have like felt a little bit triggered by something or whatever, the reason why I don't write negative stuff on people's ads is because I can actually empathize with the process of exposure. The process of exposing yourself to the next level and how vulnerable that feels. And it's almost like the spectator versus the gladiator, right? You have the spectator who's in the stands yelling things at the gladiator, but only the gladiator knows what it's like to stand in the ring. Only the gladiator knows what it's like to wield his or her sword. And as we start out on this journey, you chose to be an entrepreneur. You, you chose to be a coach, an expert, a course creator. And for me, that means you chose to be a gladiator. Like you chose to enter the arena. You decided that you were not going to be a spectator yelling things at the people who are playing in the games. You were going to be the person competing in the games. And so because of that, there's going to be uh, resistances that come up as you go along this journey. Now, I want you to know that for me, whenever I get negative feedback uh, on my ads or negative feedback on comments or things that I have, for me, I don't take it as failure. I, I simply take it as feedback. So I'll go, that's really fascinating. Now, sometimes the feedback that I get is like, you know, it's viable. Like it could be, hey, your checkout's broken, <laughs> right? And I've got to fix the checkout. Or it could be, um, I don't know, it could be that uh, the, you know, the like I've, I've made a spelling error or something, which I make a lot, by the way. I love a good, I love a good spelling error, right? It could be something like that. But I know as I've gone on and on and, and, and got more and more exposure, I've heard so many times, you know, like I was just looking at some of my Facebook ads and the different comments, and this is just a snapshot. Like you have people writing just straight out, this guy is such a loser, right? <laughs> this person doesn't even know me, but they'll write, this guy is such a loser or mate, you need to learn how to shave, <laughs> right? That someone, someone just said that to me recently. Um, oh, this, they love this one. Another coach who coaches coaches who teaches coaches, right? Now I know in my heart that I like, I'm, I didn't get into coaching coaches um, to coach coaches. I got into that because that's genuinely what I felt was the next level, next evolution of what I was doing. I'd been serving end consumers for, 
I don't know, like nine years before I started serving coaches. So, but it's fascinating, right? I see these like comments or I'm sick of these arrogant people pushing scams, <laughs> right? That's me, right? That's, that's what they're saying about me. I, I laugh because I actually find it really funny now. But to be really frank, when I first started out, I didn't. People write, learn how to spell, right? And I, I do have a bit of dyslexia, by the way. So, you know, that's that's uh, relevant. It's relevant, right? Because I'm not great at spelling. Uh, or, you know, like they'll attack you personally. They'll attack your content and all this sort of stuff. And so as you move into greater levels of exposure, you're going to get this feedback, this resistance. And for me, this is what I want you to think about and make this as like an earmark for you. I want you to write this down or make, make just remember this. Whenever you get negative feedback, it is an indicator that you are going to the next level. Because all it means to me is that you are reaching people that you haven't reached yet. And what's fascinating is when you're reaching people, especially if they're colder to you, then you're going to always run into a bunch of people who aren't a right fit for you, right? And so for me, if I get like negative comments on my ads and things like that, uh, to be honest, I just delete them. So I want to give you full permission because I know everyone here is listening. They're an entrepreneur, they're running ads or they're going to run ads. I want to give you permission, just delete them. Right, you don't even need to you don't need to mull over them or take them personally or anything like that. Like literally just delete them. I give you full permission to do that. That's what I do, right? And so, uh, but we haven't even got into the psychology of this yet. Uh, this is just an example of as we go to new levels, we're going to get some resistance. Uh, just just literally last week, um, I know there's probably some new listeners to the podcast because I just had I just did a podcast with Jenna Kutcher. And uh, Jenna Kutcher, like on Instagram, she's got a, a million followers. Like it's got the one M next to her, right? And so she has got very large exposure, right? And and I even think about for her, like I can imagine the the levels of growth that she's had to go through to create and and create space for that level of visibility and exposure and vulnerability. And I've kind of like, you know, I've been watching her for a while and I've watched her journey. And, and that's one thing that it, when I, as we come out into some of the content here, I think she's done really well in, in terms of embracing all of who she is rather than shying away from it. And she does that really well. But, but the reason why I bring that up is for me, this was a greater level of visibility. This was a greater level of exposure for me. You know, on Instagram, I think I've got like 20,000 followers. I think I just hit that today, um, right? And whether that's a big number or small number for you, it just is, right? And she's at a million. And so we did like, a, we did a Instagram live. And I remember for me, the morning of it, I had to work through some of these things that I'm about to go through today. I had to work through some of these resistances that came up in me because I was hitting a new level of visibility. And so for me, when I feel these resistances come up in me, it's not a negative thing. It's simply it's simply my psychology, my really my ego, to be honest. It's my ego trying to protect me because it doesn't want my ego to be bruised. It doesn't want my identity to be bruised. And whenever whenever we go to a next level, there's always going to be um, resistance in our ego. And so I want to go through, first of all, I want to go through the four universal fears that come up for every human being. So if you have these fears, this is what it means. It means you are human. It means you are normal. 
right? You are normal. Now, I know you're not that normal. I know you're really special as well, but, <laughs> but you're also normal, okay? Are you ready for these? Let me know if you have got these fears. The first fear is the fear of being judged. Uh, that is the fear of, you know, like the judgment of what you wear. It may be how you speak, whether you have an accent or not. It might be how, you, how your body looks. It might be whether you feel like they think you're credible or not credible or a scam or a hoax or, you know, like all of these kind of like fears, right? It's the fear of being judged, the fear of being judged by other people. So that is a universal fear that every single human being has. And the reason is, is because we don't want to have our ego bruised. We don't want to have our ego, right, um, attacked, right, our own identity. And so we like to stay safe. And then as soon as we get visibility, we're going to start to feel this fear of being judged. Now, all of these things, by the way, are going to come up for you if you're running a presentation, you're running a webinar, a launch, which is a big area that I teach people in, right? In our Self From Stage Academy and our Self From Stage Elite Implementation Program, that's what it's all about. And we have to move through these levels of, of visibility to be able to do that. So this is the first fear, the fear of being judged. The second fear, the second fear is the fear of being found out. The fear of being found out. The fear of being found out has has been with me personally for many years, many years. Now, I would say less and less I experience this fear. And the reason is because I've gathered so much evidence that I've helped so many people. And it's been so consistent over the years that I've helped so many people that I've gathered enough evidence to prove this wrong. But to be quite frank, it still comes up. It still comes up when I go into a coaching session, when I go into a speaking environment, there's this fear of, oh my gosh, what if they find out that I'm not as smart as they think that I am, <laughs> right? What if they find out that I'm not as competent? What if they find out that maybe I can't help them? There's always this fear, right? This fear of being found out. What if they find out about the mistakes that I've made in my past? Yeah, maybe you've got some mistakes that you made in your past and there's this fear of being found out. If you have that fear, it's normal. I want you to say to yourself, even if you're walking, listening to this podcast, maybe you're in the, maybe you're in the car, I want you to say to yourself, it's normal. Say that right now when you say it's normal. And then I want you to say, I'm normal. I want you to say, I'm normal. Now, now like I said, you may not be fully normal, but <laughs> it's normal, right? It's normal to have these fears. It's the fear of being found out. So if you've got that fear, this is normal, right? The third fear, the fear of not being enough. And we start, you notice we're starting to get deeper here in these fears. The fear of not being enough. So we have these fears around not being good enough. Uh, so often that comes up in my coaching sessions when I'm doing my elite coaching sessions with my students. They'll say things like, you know, I just don't feel good enough. And I don't feel I don't feel ready. I don't feel good enough, right? And a lot of the time, it's been because we've had experiences in our past that has told us that, or we've made that meaning, should I say, from that experience. Maybe it was you were hoping for a certain mark in university or in college or at school. I know for me, I got a mark in in uh, school in, in when I was in Australia when I graduated. 
uh, they call it the HSC at the time, um, you know, from the, in US, it's like the GPA or something like that, right? It's like year 12, you get your graduation. And I remember I got, I, I got a lot lower than I had expected to get. In fact, I didn't get the mark anywhere near that I needed to get into college for the degree that I ended up getting into, by the way, and finishing with a distinction average. Thank you. Uh, but I didn't get into it. I was like 10 marks below and it was out of 100, right? So 10 was quite a lot. And so I was well below. I didn't get into my college degree at the start. And I remember for me, I, t I, I took this like fairly heavy. I was like, oh my gosh, like I really failed. And I remember like some people were joking with me. They were saying like, mate, you're not even, you're not going to become more than a garbage cleaner, you know, with that type of mark. Now, by the way, garbage cleaners can earn pretty good money, <laughs> but, but I didn't take it as a positive at the time. I took it quite negative. And uh, I, I had to kind of work through this idea of, I felt like I was an idiot. I felt like I wasn't smart enough. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I wasn't enough. Um, in terms of, especially in terms of my intellect, I, I just felt like I wasn't smart enough. And so you might've had some experiences in your past where you've taken that meaning of I'm not good enough, right? If you've had that, once again, when you say I'm normal, right? This is normal. This is, this is the human experience. We all have these fears. I have these fears, right? Every single market leader that is out there has these fears, but it's whether, it's whether you deal with them or not. It's whether you overcome them or not, which we're going to get to in a second. The fourth and probably the deepest fear is the fear of not being loved. The fear of not being loved. And ultimately, this is this fear of uh, I am unlovable. This fear of uh, I, am, I will be rejected by my clan. I will be rejected by my tribe, my group, right? Um, the fear of not being loved, that I am unlovable. And that kind of is the end conclusion of when people get into a really bad psychological space, they get into that, that mindset of like, I'm unlovable. Now, all of this is not true, right? But these are just fears that we all have as the human experience. And so if you've had any one of those fears, the fear of being judged, the fear of being found out, the fear of not being enough and the fear of, being, of not being loved, you are human. Welcome to the human experience. You are, let me tell you this, you are incredibly special. You are, you are a special individual. But one thing I always say to my students is you're also not that special. <laughs> now, what I mean by you're not that special is I mean that you're not that special that you're the only one who has this fear of not being loved or that you're the only one who has this fear of not being enough or not being judged or the fear of being judged or the fear of being found out right? You're incredibly special and unique. That is true. But you're also not that special that you're the only one, right? Because because we get we get caught in this in this um, this lock, this like we, we we end up down this well of, oh my gosh, I'm the only one who feels like this when I get these negative comments or negative feedback from people. You're not. Everyone feels like that. Like that is very, very normal. And if you don't feel like that, you probably got some, maybe some uh, psychological problems potentially, right? Do you know the people who don't feel like that? Sociopaths. Sociopaths don't feel like that. They have no empathy. And so for me, if you feel that fear, it just means you are an empathetic, healthy, normal human being. So take a deep breath right now. Take a deep breath right now because that is part of the human experience. 
right? So breathe in your humanness. It's very normal. It's very normal. And this is the thing. The biggest defining factor here is in, that defines whether you grow in your business. And I use money as as that's not the ultimate indicator of, of growing a business, right? But a, a purpose, the purpose of a business is to make money and to help people. And so, you know, like money is just a clean indicator. And so for me, if you're not growing in your, in your income, in your business, potentially one of these fears is blocking you. Does that make sense? And so when I, first of all, the first exercise I want you to do is I want you to think about these four fears. And I want you to think which one which one stands out to you as being like the big one, right? What's the big one for you? Is it the fear of not, or the fear of being judged? Is it the fear of not uh, being found out? Is it the fear of, the fear of not being enough, or is it the fear of not being loved, right? Which one for you stands out as like, oh, that's the one that triggers me like right away, right at the start, okay? Because it's good to have, just have some awareness. So let's talk about four fixes that you can you can use, four strategies you can use to overcome these normal fears that come up, okay? So the first the first fix, the first secret for overcoming these fears, these universal fears is you have to embrace your innate value. And so one of the beliefs that I have is that every human being has value innately. I don't care what they've been through. I don't care the trauma they've been through. I don't care what it, whatever they've been through. They, as a human being, have a fingerprint of value in them. Now, this is the thing is that you have to decide that that is you as well. I want you to think about this. Imagine you had a Maybe you've got a nephew, maybe you've got a, uh, a niece, or maybe a son or a daughter. So think about someone who means a lot to you, who is young, and I want you to imagine them in front of you right now. Now, I want you to imagine that they're talking to you about their dreams, about what they want to do, and so forth, and you look at them in the eye and you say, you have no chance in achieving that. You know what? You're trash. You are absolutely useless. There's no way you're going to do that. Like you, you may as well not even start. Like you, you're useless. Now, how does it feel saying that to that, that visual of your son, your daughter? It feels, it feels horrible, right? It feels disgusting. But who do you think does that to you all the time? Who does that to you all the time? Or who does that to you at certain times in your life? Who does that? You. <laughs> right? You, you do that. You do that to yourself all the time. And there's no difference between you and your niece, you and your son, you and your daughter, you and your nephew. There's no difference in terms of the value of who you are as a human being and them. We're all part of this human experience. There's no difference between you and me in terms of the value of who we are as a human being. Now, I'm not talking about value that we bring to the marketplace. I'm talking about value as a human being right? And so first of all, you need to embrace this first philosophy, this first idea of, of that I have an innate fingerprint value that I have been, I have been put on this earth 
with a a value on me that is different to every that is unique and different but also the same it's this incredible um you know juxtaposed position it's this incredible contrast of being a human that you have the same value as every single human being but you're also different to every single human being like even even identical twins are different right and so the fascinating thing as human beings is that we are unique and the same all at once that's a beautiful a beautiful thought it's a beautiful thought right and so i want you to first of all embrace Embrace your innate value, the fingerprint value that you were born with. That's the first idea. The second idea is not only do I want you to embrace your innate value, I want you to embrace your flaws. I want you to embrace the things that you think are wrong with you. Now, it's fascinating. I've been watching this um, show on Netflix recently, and uh, it's this it's this reselling place. It's called Golden. And, uh, and they basically find uh, memorabilia, they find kind of unique artifacts, and then they resell them. And what's fascinating is a lot of the time, the artifacts, the collectibles that they find, the ones that have something that is, is a flaw in, in the thing that, they, that is a collectible, actually makes them more valuable. Like for example, maybe there's, you know, like a a basketball jersey that was worn by a famous player, but that basketball jersey has like, it could be like a a tear or or might even be a bit of blood or something like that from, from the actual player, right? And so you could see it, oh no, it's a stain. But all of a sudden, the stain, when they put it up, they will make it a highlight. Oh, it's got so-and-so's blood on the jersey and people are like oh my gosh i will pay i'll pay five times the amount just to get that stain on the jersey and so what's fascinating is that it's actually the flaws that you have in who you are those 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 uniqueness of who you are that makes you unique it makes you even more valuable in the marketplace your personality flaws, like maybe you're not, maybe you're not a detailed person, or maybe you are a detailed person, or maybe you're clumsy, or maybe you're, maybe you've had some challenges in your past, maybe you've had some trauma in your past, like all of these things, right? We've all had trauma in our past, but but maybe you think that that trauma was the thing that's going to disqualify you. I think it's that trauma is the thing that qualifies you. That's the thing that actually makes you, you. It's the thing that makes you more unique. It's the thing that makes you be able to speak from a depth that someone else can't speak from. I know for me, every time I watch a speaker, if I see a speaker and they, you can see speakers where one person will share almost the same content, like very similar ideas, but there's one speaker that you just like, you just resonate with and it's and they just bring this like transformational energy to their presentation and it's it's got nothing to do with their delivery and everything to do with the fact that they have embraced fully their flaws they've embraced fully who they are and so my encouragement for you is you've got to embrace your your flaws right now you don't necessarily have to go public 
with your trauma or go public with your biggest challenges, deepest, darkest secrets, right? You don't have to do that. If you do, good on you. Like that's fine, right? It's totally up to you. But what I'm saying is that this needs to be an internal personal decision, internal personal decision that you make to actually embrace your flaws, right? That's the first thing. Uh, or the, the second thing, embrace your flaws. Okay. Uh, the third thing, you ready for this? <clears throat> I love this frame is you have to act like there's nothing to prove. A beautiful frame that I've always used whenever I was starting out as a life coach, which I did 13, 14 years ago, was this question of how would you act if there was nothing to prove? Or what would you do if there was nothing to prove? I said that to one of my private clients uh, the other day. He had a big presentation coming up. And I said, how, how would you speak if there was nothing to prove? How would you feel if there was nothing to prove? And you could just see the weight kind of go off him, right? And I think that there's a beautiful space you can find of whenever you're heading into a highly visible environment, an environment that is going to push your ego, that's going to push these four fears, asking yourself this question, how would you show up if there was nothing to prove? How would you show up? Well, you would show up as yourself. Does that make sense? You would show up as your authentic, authentic self. And do you know what you would do? You wouldn't put on a show. You would, you would connect. You would resonate. You would be your authentic self. Now, what I'm not saying is that you turn up in your sweats and your Crocs, right? Now, if you do that, right, there's a few people I know out there who do that and I've still got respect for them, but, but that's not what I'm saying, right? Don't turn up in your sweats and your Crocs. What I am saying is that turn up with this, with this sense of, I have nothing to prove. And in fact, I've seen a few people speak in Crocs, right? And, but you can tell that they literally don't give a crap, right? They've either made so much success in their life, they've made so much progress in their life that they literally don't give a crap what the audience thinks of them in their Crocs and their socks, <laughs> right? right? Because, but there's actually like a really attractive magnetic part of that. Now, that's not my style, right? I'm turning up in my loafers, in my nice jeans, in my jacket, in my shirt. Like I, 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 I like to dress. I like to dress up. I like, I like a bit of fashion, right? But, I, but, but what I'm saying is there's something attractive about someone who doesn't care. Because when you don't care, the thing that the audience looks at, go, they go, oh my gosh, I wish I could be like that. So when you show up with nothing to prove, uh, it's actually incredibly powerful. It's a powerful place. And that's the third idea. The fourth idea is, is that as you go up these levels of visibility, you need to acclimatize at new levels each time. One of, one of my private clients actually, um, he's, he's a doctor, but he's also an adventurer. And um, he was telling me this story about how he's climbed Everest. Actually, I think he's climbed it several times. And, uh, but you, you really have to acclimatize. Like you go to base camp, then you go up to like level one and then you come back down to base camp and then you go up to like level two and then you come back down at camp two and come back down to base camp. You go to like level three and then you come back down to level one. And you kind of like, 
go through this acclimatization. And I think it's very much like that with visibility. And so what that looks like for me practically was when I started, you know, maybe I spent $3,000 on ads on a webinar, right? And that was like, oh my gosh, I'm like hyperventilating, right? From the seven comments that are negative and the 27 comments that are positive, okay? So, but, but we were always hyperventilating over, over the negative ones. But then next time I spend 10,000 and then 10,000 feels like the same stretch as 2,000. And then next time I spend 20,000 and the next time I spend 50,000, next time I spend 100,000. And you kind of go up these levels of exposure and you start to acclimatize to that level. And so there is a very practical element to this as you move up the process of visibility and of exposure. So let me do a, let me do a bit of a recap because I trust this has been valued, valuable, this conversation. And by the way, as I do this, um, I want you to think about who's a friend that you think you would find, they would find this really valuable, this podcast. Hit the share button and text them this podcast and just go, hey man, uh, or hey dude, or hey babe, whatever you write. Um, I thought of you, I thought you would love this podcast, right? If you could text them, because I know for me, if I get a text from a friend on a podcast, like I always listen to it. And my goal is to help more people. And, and that, I can't do that by myself. I need you to help me. So I give this for free. If you could do that, that'd be amazing. So let's do a review. The, the review is we got four universal fears, the fear of being judged, the fear of being found out, the fear of not being enough, and, and the fear of not being loved, right? We've all got these fears. If you've got those fears, you're normal. It's human. Welcome to the human experience. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing broken with you. That is very normal. It is no indicator that you're not, it's not an indicator that you're not gonna be successful at all. And if you haven't listened to my episode last week about the zero to a million dollars a year, how to, how to do that journey, the four phases of that journey, go and listen to that podcast. Because in that podcast, I talk about the different phases of building your business. And I think that this visibility process connects directly with those four phases as well. So they're the four fears. Then we talked about the four fixes, right? Which is the embrace your innate value, your inborn value, embrace it. Remember that exercise we did with your niece, your cousin? Like, think about that, right? That's you. You have this innate value. You would never speak to your cousin, your, your daughter, whatever, like that, like the way I spoke. You'd never say that, right? So why do we say it to ourselves? Because we have to embrace this innate value. Uh, we, we're adults now. We need to choose these adult choices, right? The sec second thing is embrace your flaws. So it's not just embrace your value, embrace your flaws. And when you embrace your flaws, you, you show up differently. You actually create your uniqueness when you embrace your flaws. Uh, number three, act like as if there's nothing to prove. When there's nothing to prove, you actually become more attractive when there's nothing to prove. It creates more vulnerability, creates more authenticity. And number four is acclimatize at new levels each time. So just learn to acclimatize, then you come back down for a little bit, have a breath and then acclimatize, go to the next level, have a breath, acclimatize, right? You're gonna go up. You're not gonna go from zero to hundred straight away. Go zero to 10 and then go 10 to 20 and then 20 to 30. And then sooner than you know it, you're gonna be at very high levels of visibility and it's gonna feel like you're at 10, right? You're gonna be acclimatized to it. Your body's gonna be used to, used to it. So if you're a new listener to the podcast and you've found this value and you have, you found this valuable and you haven't written a review, I would genuinely appreciate it if you scroll down to the bottom of the iTunes or whatever you're listening on and leave a written review for me about what's been most valuable. I read them personally. What's been most valuable from today's 
conversation around the fears, around the challenges, around the the difficulties of increasing your visibility. Leave a comment down below and I'll do a favor for you. If you take a screenshot of that of that review and send it to me on Instagram, I'll send you a free course that we normally sell for $197. I'll send it to you, right? Um, just send it to me on your DMs or share it on your screen and just tag me and uh, I'll send you a free course. Guys, I trust this has been valuable. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. I know I enjoy making it and serving you guys every single week. And uh, we'll be back here at the Expert Edge uh, very soon next week. Talk to you soon. Bye for now. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.